Welcome back to another episode of Extra Credit, a weekly podcast from the National Association of Credit Management, where you can expect to hear from different credit professionals each Friday. We'll help you stay informed about the latest in the B2B credit world. My name is Anna Caroline Caruso, an editorial associate here at NACM. Now let's dive into this week's top stories. First, we're taking a look at how U.S. sanctions against Russia continue to impact all aspects of global trade, including shipping logistics, supply chains, and commodity prices. Lizbeth Rodriguez-Johnson is a counsel attorney at Reed Smith LLP. She says these sanctions do not only halt any future trade with Russia, but also creates challenges for businesses that already have Russian customers with debt. In the past few months, we have been really busy in the sanctions arena. There there has been a lot of action going on with respect mainly to Russia and Belarus following the Russian invasion of Ukraine. There's been a lot of activity going on with respect to the U.S. government issuing sanctions that prohibits or restrict business in Russia. And we have encountered that there are a lot of companies, U.S. and non-U.S. companies, that have been having issues with respect to, for example, how to get out of Russia, what to do with assets and and money you have there. I mean, there are prohibitions that concern the management of debt that companies may have in Russia. What are the best ways to navigate that? What are the prohibitions that are currently in place? It's not just companies that are deciding to leave. It's it's those who are there already. What happens if you have another entity that owes you money? What happens with the assets that you may have there? Are you screening enough? Uh, There was a recent case that we will be discussing next week where OFAC penalized the company because they thought they were screening their customers. But guess what? The screening wasn't done too often, and they actually ended up doing business with somebody they shouldn't. If you want to learn more about navigating U.S. sanctions against Russia, be sure to register online for Johnson's webinar happening next Thursday. Next, we're taking a look at how when your customer files a bankruptcy petition, the challenge of recovering what you are still owed is increased by the prospect of being sued for the return of the payments you received from the debtor within the 90 days prior to the bankruptcy filing. But the U.S. Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit recently affirmed that the new value defense is applicable notwithstanding the fact that the creditor or defendant received a payment of a 503b9 claim for goods shipped within 20 days of the filing. Michael Papandrea is a bankruptcy and restructuring attorney at Lowenstein Sandler LLP. He says having teeth from a circuit court decision is a big deal to strengthen new value defenses. I kind of view the decision as kind of having three key like morals to the story. And the, fir- and the first one at a really high level that I think is just a really easy concept to swallow, and it's a useful one in this context, the 11th Circuit basically held that the new value defense is determined as, as a snapshot as of the petition date. Um, and then that kind of bleeds into the other two key you know, aspects of the, of, of the opinion, where first, from a purely technical statute interpretation perspective, that viewpoint of viewing the, the defense as a snapshot as of the petition date really influenced the entire decision because the court ultimately held that just like the transfers referenced in the statute as far as creating a preference liability goes, all have to occur prior to the petition date. It equally flows from that, that the, that the otherwise unavoidable transfer or that would negate your new value defense also has to have occurred prior to the petition date. And as a result of that, if during the bankruptcy case, somebody gets paid on their 503b9 claim, 
after the bankruptcy was filed, that has no bearing on your defense, which which kind of all crystallized once the bankruptcy case was filed. And then the third takeaway was the real policy point. It's not a double dip. Bruce Nathan is a partner at Lowenstein Sandler LLP. He says trade creditors will see a massive benefit from the circuit court decision. This is the 11th Circuit. So this be binding on the 9th Circuit or the 2nd Circuit where we are? Not necessarily. This is not necessarily going to be a nationwide uniform rule. However, circuit court decision is a big deal. And uh, courts that are outside of these jurisdictions are going to look at the 11th Circuit in particular, but there's no guarantee. But this is still fantastic news for trade creditors. It will or it could substantially increase the amount of their preference defenses. Um, And it is definitely something worth you know, it is is definitely something that should be credited as toolboxes as part of their preference defenses. For a more in-depth look at the circuit court ruling and how it will impact trade creditors, be sure to read Papandreas and Nathan's article in the September-October issue of Business Credit Magazine. That's all for this week's episode of Extra Credit. We'll be back next Friday, but until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. You also can register for any of next week's webinars, How Bankers Make Their Decisions on Monday, and Navigating U.S. Sanctions 2022 on Thursday.